0: I'm going to share my screen just for a little bit. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the next 20 minutes and just take a quick moment. Just wanted to review just a little bit from last uh, Sunday's message. And then we're going to focus tonight on four things you can do right now. Four things you can do right now to strengthen your marriage. And again, for those that are not married, you know, think about this. If you're planning to get married, if you desire to get married, and you know what, maybe you're on tonight, you're saying, you know what, that is just not in my forte that's not on my deck of cards, and that's fine. But guess what? You've got a son or a daughter, or you're mentoring someone, or your mother in Zion, or you know somebody. I want you to share these four things with them, and may the Lord bless uh, even on tonight. So here's what the Word of God says in Ephesians 5 But see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise. Do not be unwise. But understand what the will of the Lord is. If you ask me tonight, that's the whole kit and caboodle about this teaching series. I want every single, every married, every dating, every engaged. I want everyone to have a full conviction, to have a full confidence of what the will of God is for their lives. And so we look tonight at the husband and the wife. For this reason, man shall leave his father, leave his mother, and and he shall be joined. Notice the word joined to his wife. The two shall become one flesh. Now, Paul said this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you so particularly love his wife as himself and let the wife uh, see that she respect her husband. And so I talked this past Sunday to the wives of what respect means, what respect looks like and how important respect is. Somewhere in the word respect, we, 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 we want appreciation, we want affirmation, we mm-hmm. want to know that our differences make it the difference. God didn't have to tell the man to, 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 to respect the wife. He told us to love the wife. Pastor Sharon, what you know, you, you talked Sunday about what it means for the husband to love the wife.
1: Uh, the Bible says, if a man loves his wife, he loves himself. Um if he doesn't love his wife, he doesn't love himself. And the Bible tells the husband to love his wife um, as Christ loved the church and gave himself for that wife, for, for the church. And so the husband, I ask the question, you know, husbands, are you willing to die for your wives? Mm-hmm. Um, how many husbands are willing to lay down their lives for their wives? And, and you know, just like you want to keep yourself together and and, and uh, sharp dressing and all that. And by the way, Pastor Stevens, that's what attracted me to you in college. I love the way you dress. Um different from the norm for especially for a young college guy you love to dress up um but he said a husband if, if a husband doesn't love his uh, uh wife he doesn't love himself and in another scripture we were looking at uh first peter chapter three verse seven mm-hmm. It told, it told the husbands to it said, husband in the same way be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect and that's the niv version but the king james version says Uh, So dwell with them according to knowledge and some of the points, the five points we're going to hit on tonight where we talk about uh, what every couple can do the day. One thing is just being knowledgeable of each other. COVID, this pandemic caused us to stop. And if you really didn't get to know your spouse, you have to learn, Okay, who that person really is and not who you imagine them to be, but deal with who you are, who you really living with. And 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 look at that person. Um, so I, you know, I challenge the husbands. You know, as the Bible says, you know, um, love your wife as you love yourself, because it's powerful for God to compare the the marriage with Christ uh, and the church. A, a husband uh, loving on his wife, you know, and um, you know, and, and ask them just to love, because if if you all love us, we definitely gonna um, respect you. But but he asked uh, the husband to love the wife.
0: Pastor Sharon, on that note on the screen is three pandemic problems confronting marriages, Mm -hmm. three pandemic problems confronting marriage. Can you handle number one? I'll do number two and three.
1: Um, number one was having now uh, to deal with uh, dormant issues, Mm -hmm. um, Uh, For certain couples, we were talking about on Sunday, quarantine revealed just how much of their relationship may have been constructed around activities, just going and doing, you know, so much. Um, And then it said the pressure, the pressure of the pandemic brought on, brought on by the pandemic, Uh, couples who have uh, not yet had to deal with major crisis. it brought on stress because they never had to deal with crisis in their marriages. They never had to deal with uh, friction in their marriage. I don't know a couple who hadn't had to deal with that, but there are some couples and I've known people personally. Um, I used to ask the question, you know, do y'all ever argue? Do y'all ever disagree? Uh, because when we first started out in ministry, we used to have couples fellowship and everybody talking about what they went through. But it was a few couples who never mm-hmm. had anything mm-hmm. uh, negative to share. <laughs> so it was talking about, Uh, Having to deal with dormant issues because you never always busy, always doing activities, and never dealt with the real root of uh, things that may have been rubbing you wrong in your marriage.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. And then number two, the unknown and unresolved fears of financial stress. Mm -hmm. Bible says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I know it's not easy. I know it's difficult. It is a challenge when you're living in this pandemic day, we're not sure who's gonna get laid off and we're not sure uh, who, who's gonna lose 401k. We're not sure if the mortgage is gonna get paid, if the Cardinals won't get paid. And you know, right now, look what's happening in Texas tonight. On top of pandemic, you've got almost, you know, I don't mean, I don't even know the statistics right now, but there are a lot of people without power tonight. Can you imagine that? Without power, as cold as it is throughout our entire country, you know, we're talking Texas of all places. You know, I'm from Texas, but let's keep those brothers and sisters very in prayer. We're praying for yeah. people all over the country right now that yeah. are are are. You know, it's one thing to be in pandemic, it's one thing to be quarantined, but it's another thing to be without power, and be that this brings stress. It brings stress. You know, um, I remember the movie John Q. Some of y'all remember John Q. Denzel Washington, and I don't know if it was Kerry Washington or not, but boy, there was a scene in that movie when the healthcare crisis was going on. She looked at that black man and said. Uh, so many words, what you gonna do? And I felt that in the movie theater when I've seen it. It's like stress and these are tough times for people, but we have to take it to the Lord. As we often say, we have to pray in everything at all times. And then number three, sharing new office space called home. I'm in my virtual office space. I've got my Zoom outfit on. In other words, I've got a suit, I got a nice dress shirt, and I got a pajama bottoms on. And and, (laughs) no, no, I'm joking. I do have sweatpants on though for real and some tennis shoes on right but that's the new norm right we got to share the office space we got a uh, uh many couples are now competing with shared space resources quiet time to work and this could be absolutely undoubtedly stressful so tonight three things we can't give you all five but we're gonna give you three things in fact i'm gonna ask my wife to uh hit number one uh maintain awareness and stress she started that conversation but then I, uh, In fact, Sharon, why don't you do this? Just just quickly review one. I'll quickly review two. And let's focus on the last three because time is going to catch us real quick.
1: All right. So we talked about five things every couple can do today. Today to stay um, encouraging your marriage during this time. And um, uh, number one, we t- looked at maintain awareness and recognize the stressors. Like what's stressing you out? Um What's stressing your wife out, husbands? Uh, Why is what's stressing your husband out? And it says uh, we talked about knowing that you're not alone. You know, the Bible says, "There's nothing new under the sun." You know, uh, we're all going through this together. And some, so many times, Satan will try to make you feel alienated, like we're going through mm-hmm. this, nobody's going through that. No, we're all going through. So know that you're not alone. And it said many marriages are experiencing stress and strain during this unprecedented time, and we can't expect. Um, we can't expect to be, not to be problem-free. Understand that serious challenges don't mean you can't overcome them. Just because you're having challenges does not mean you cannot overcome them. Just be, um, And just because you're feeling discouraged in your marriage doesn't mean that you can't do anything about it. That's why we're having this series. Uh, you can use this time as an opportunity to tune in and reset in your marriage. You talked about resetting in your marriage as needed. Lord, help, help me to start over. Help me to do it again. None of us has arrived none of us have arrived I feel like uh, and I didn't share this Sunday but I'm grateful at the age of 51 I feel like I'm I'm grateful I'm still teachable I can still learn I can still grow uh, not only in my life but as, as in my marriage so none of us have arrived we don't know it all so realize you're not alone and realize and, and remain uh, uh, and hit the reset button again you have to remain teachable in order to reset so uh, I wanted to share that um, what else? And, and it was in one point i don't know if i hit on this sunday but it says just because uh you may be under stress um it said but but you can't let your if, if something is bothering you it said does do not let your uh partner off the hook and this is a, a, a psychologist thomas bradbury a phd he said just because you may be under stress and crazy you know just stressful things occurring you know Talk about it with your partner. Don't let them off the hook like, oh, that's okay. Let things slide. I mean, the Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. So watch how you say it. We talked about that Sunday. But don't let them off the hook if stuff is uh, weighing on you and, and, and you know, uh, you feel taken advantage. Of. Just like any other season, deal with what you have to deal with so you won't be overwhelmed. And then one day you like a, 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 what a, a soda, you shake up and you take the lid off and it just explodes everywhere. Uh-uh, you don't want to explode. Anybody explode before? Um, So yeah, I wanted wanted to uh, hit on that point, so,
0: yep. Amen, amen. Thank you, Pastor Sharon. I'm looking back at one of the questions that was asked. So every time we have a setting like this, whether it's Thursday night or Sunday morning, we always try to find a question that was asked online. And I think we asked the question Sunday, but I don't think we ever got around to it. And the question was, what advice would be given to handling a heated discussion? The do's and don'ts of fighting fair. Of course, you know, it's not, we're not advocating physical fighting, of course, but you know, and I think Sharon, you you began ministering, or you began addressing that question, what it means to fight fair. I think you talked about it just now. Be willing to share your heart. Be willing yeah. to not bottle up and hold things in with aggression and tension, and find a peaceful, calm way. I think that kind of leads to my my second part was checking your anger levels. In other words, yeah. don't wait to things over explode and the wheels fall off to have a meltdown. You don't want that to happen because of all the pandemic all the quarantine, now you got the ice, now you got the snow, now you got the uncertainty. Everything has been mounting up for 12 months and nothing but the new space at home and the kids and all of that. And you about to have a total mental meltdown and that won't be good. So what do you nope. do? Uh, number two, you check your anger levels. You check your anger levels, find a safe place, have a cold drink of water, sit down, Find a place where the kids are not involved yeah. and talk out your issues. You have to be willing to face that, which you want to see fixed. And we talked about a solid or a soft answer, turning away rap. We let the cat out the bag and said, ladies, listen, here's the key. You really, really, really want to win in all of this. Have a soft, pleasant, sweet Answer. it will calm the savage soul and it will bring a grumbling, brawling man to a screeching halt. And then you can deal with the issues. We don't attack each other. We attack the issues. We don't attack each other. I admitted Sunday that, man, in my rookie days, in my dumb, stupid rookie days, yeah, I said words and things that were not pleasant and, and attacked areas I should not have attacked when at the end of the day, Anger was my second emotion. It was hiding something deeper inside, whether it was a fear, whether it was a phobia or something that had not been dealt with. Number three, Sharon, how about this? You deal with number three, and I'll deal with number four. Number three tonight is remember the love. Talk about the importance of friendship. Um, and and then I think what I want to do tonight, because we may actually have a little bit of time to break out into a small group. We may just have a small group tonight mm-hmm. for a few moments, let people talk among themselves, bring everybody back. But you know, what does it mean tonight to remember the love?
1: When we talk about remembering the love, um, uh, conflicts are easier to resolve when a couple have a, uh, have a loving interaction to draw from. Okay. Early findings from research on the pandemic, uh, uh, cause uh, people to see the isolation suggests that a couple's baseline happiness predicts a couple's baseline happiness predicts how well they'll handle being together more often. All right. So in other words, if you were happy before um, the pandemic, most likely you'll be happy during, uh, says Richard Slotcher, a PhD, a social and personality psychologist at the University of Georgia. Um, they tracked people's experiences in isolation and lockdown. Um, and they found that people who were happy in happy relationships in the beginning of the stay-at-home orders are doing well, okay? People who were happy at the beginning, uh, they, they, they're they doing well. While those who were struggling in their relationship have found their problems magnified, certain couples seem to be spending more time. And then they made the point that certain couples seem to be spending more times um, outdoors together and doing things together, Um and, says, and, and said, these couples uh, seem to be more happy. But again, he made the point, remember the love. Individuals who seem to be happy uh, before the pandemic, um, loving each other before the pandemic, happy, they seem to be doing well. But those who struggled before, you had to face your problems. You've had to face your problems. And so that's what this has brought out. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, just for me to be uh, getting calls from couples who want to uh, have their possession, not just for them, you know, as a couple, but a majority say I want to do individual uh, sessions because it's like, I, I need to look at myself, but I, but I know we're struggling as a couple, but I need to look at myself also. So remember the love, remember the love that you have for each other and um, that this is not an easy season. And, and I can't stress enough, pray, pray, pray. Cause I'm beyond it. sometimes, During this pandemic, I can't even describe um, how I I felt. You know what I'm saying? I can't say my anger or my emotions was towards my husband. It's maybe just situation. It may be just uh, uh, finances or maybe just dealing with the kids' situation or whatever it may be. So sometimes you don't even know what what it is. Are you okay? or, Or do you know what's going on? You okay, babe? I'm fine. So sometimes we just need to go pray and say, God, yeah. just help me. Because you don't even know what's going on. But again, remember the love. a soft. We can't stress that enough. I guess that's our word for tonight, Pastor Steven. A mm-hmm. soft answer does turn away wrath. Well. We have to sure. watch how we sure. communicate to one another. You have to watch how you talk to each other.
0: And I don't have to say this. I don't feel like I need to validate or to verify anything. But I need all of you all to know, my wife is practicing what she preaches, and I'm extremely proud, extremely happy. I'm an extremely blessed man because of that. Um, I would have imagined that being in a small apartment, I would imagine being in quarantine after 12 months would get the best of anyone. Say nothing for her having to bury her best friend and sister a few months ago. But, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't I don't know if we've ever had a stretch of 12 months where it has been as peaceful, as mature, and as loving than we've experienced. And, and again, for some couples, this is, it's been the opposite. For us, we're one of, you know, and I don't say this by any means for our own glory or to toot our own horn, for whatever reason. I don't know. I mean, I certainly can't take any credit for all of that, but for some reason, God keeps us uh, 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 defending the home front, um, being there for our kids whatever stage or whatever level college and businesses and all of that stuff ministering one to another, as we've had to, to deal with things at the church and then the loss of loved ones and not only, you know, family, but we've, we've had to bury some church members this year. That's yeah. been very painful, but in all in all we've, we've had a pretty peaceful 12 months for the most part. And I'm grateful for that. So in review tonight, number one, you want to make sure you maintain mm-hmm. awareness and recognize the stressors, friends, identify and recognize the things that are driving you crazy. And that's, just, that's my just country layman way of saying it. Number two, check your angle level. Do not have a complete meltdown. Do not hold your feelings within. Make sure you express yourself. Find a safe place where you can talk to each other. Um, singles, you, you, you have an advantage because you have so many other singles you can have prayer with and minister with and talk to through. Number three, remember the love. Remember the love to make three and four almost go hand in hand, make Mm -hmm. time for fun, make time for fun, because that those same PhD experts, those same psychologists continue on to say, listen, couples that really do better, in fact, someone wrote the book um, or an article, uh, Love in the Time of COVID, Uh, PhD, Richard Slotcher, again, University of Georgia, Love in the Time of COVID, he said, in actuality, couples that love one another and actually have a friendship actually do better in COVID, versus couples who don't. He said the people who are most vulnerable are the couples with small children because yes. they find themselves stressed it, all over the place trying to take care of the kids and in have yeah. time for themselves. So number five, excuse me, number four is make time for fun mm-hmm. activities, outdoor activities indoor activity do a home project together a home renovation project together maybe you're painting a wall together go outside on a nature trail walk together do a jigsaw puzzle together he advocates finding those activities finding things that are actually fun to do and do them together and then fifth and finally tonight he talks about having the need uh, for Christian counselor and family therapist um i would suggest that most people maybe pre covid or pre-marriage issues, don't see a need for a a family therapist. Um, At best in the church, we may have someone who does two or three premarital classes and maybe a half a pastoral session, but that's so much more needed now. The stakes are higher right now. The stakes are higher because of COVID, because of pandemic, the vaccination, the stakes are higher because the stressors are out there. I would not advocate anyone to get married and not have a solid series of of, of pastoral care, uh, licensed Christian therapist counseling. For those that are already married and you're going on the rocks, you're going through some things, I would not advocate you to go a step further without sitting down, humbling yourself. The Bible says that there's safety in the multitude of counsel and your counsel cannot be your BFF from your sorority or his uncle. Uh, who helped him uh, 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 in the backyard chopping wood? You need to find someone who's licensed, who's a therapist, someone who's a Christian, and can give you the Word of God and also other areas. Pastor Sharon, continue that conversation
1: if you don't mind. Um, I totally agree. And one of the questions uh, that I ask couples because it's the practical as well as the spiritual—a balance. The Bible says, first there was the practical as well as the spiritual. And sometimes these moments of stress and the pandemic, and we don't have a handle. We like to have a handle on what's going on in our lives. We like to like I got to grasp this God. Like I like to be able to touch it. But sometimes God, you're not going to be able to grasp. You're not going to be able to understand. You're not. And so in those moments, you know, you you have to cry out to God. Um, but the practical thing is you have to deal with those issues that you swept on the rug, you spiritualize, you, you, yeah, you prayed about it, you shouted over, but now it's like, practically, I have to deal with this. And I wanna ask the question, those who are married on this call, do you want your marriage? We can talk about all this. And the bottom line is, do you want your marriage enough to realize I need to love and respect my husband or my wife? Do you want your marriage? Because this can go in one ear out the other, you know. Just talking, we we're not talking religious talk. We're giving those scripture. We're giving practical things from from people who are experts in their field. But do you want your marriage? That's the biggest question tonight. And so, as we put this series out there. You got to ask yourself, is is it worth fighting for? Is it worth building? This has not been easy for anybody. So you realize you're not by yourself. There's nothing going on behind your doors that other people are not facing. But you got to ask yourself, how bad do you want your marriage? Are you willing to fight and invest the time and the the energy it takes to build it and make it what God planned for it to be? That's major.
0: You you used to ask that question a long time ago, and it was usually a follow-up question because the Mm follow-up question was, if you do want your marriage, but you don't want this person, well, who is it who is you looking at? Who who else are you looking at? Right. And we won't answer that tonight because that's probably gonna lead into our series part two in a mm-hmm. couple of weeks. And we need to mm-hmm. deal with the deception, the spirit of seduction, the spirit yeah. of deception. Yeah. And all of those smoke and mirrors yeah. that, unfortunately, the camp of the enemy brings. Again. Listen, we can't thank you enough for being with us. We really appreciate you taking time to join us. There's so many Bible studies, so many pastoral teachings, so many church services all throughout the virtual world. But to be here with us at City Church Huntersville, we're appreciative of that. Uh, in fact, uh, I just want to encourage all of you all to uh, tell a friend about the services We're we're, we're creating a new e-digital church platform. And our goal, our objective is that whether you live in Huntersville or Huntsville, Alabama, whether you live in Charlotte or Charlottesville, Virginia, whether you're on the west side of town or you're in West Africa, no matter what your physical location is, you can be an e-member of the city church. Now, we're not here uh, taking members at other people's churches. That's not our ambition. That's certainly not our objective. However, there's so many people, 65% of our city has no church home. And so maybe you're new to the kingdom, new to the things of the Lord, you're new to the, the church world. We'd love to have these members of uh, the city church. And with that being said on tonight, I encourage every one of you to tell a friend. We'll be back online, back on campus this coming Sunday at 10 a.m. sharp. i going to give you a couple of instructions.